to do Steve here with a quick spoiler warning. Um, I think I spoiled the plot of Fight Club, although I've never seen it, so I don't know. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Baki Taki Season 3, Episode 7, Hypermail and Hypermail. That is the episode's title and a description of this episode of the podcast, because joining me today, we've got my good friend Marcus. Thanks, Steve. I uh, appreciate the, uh, the compliment there. You definitely sound oh, you, you sound like a hyper exhausted male. I would say. I know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I love all the connotations of, uh, of hyper male, but uh, I'll, I'll take the good, I'll take the good with the bad. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it's one of those terms that has uh, pros and cons. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But um, Marcus, since this is your second time on the podcast, I have a special question. I've been asking all the return guests. So let's say that we're casting the uh, Baki cinematic universe. We've got a, a, a live-action Baki movie, and you have to cast the role of Jay Guevara, or Mr. Number Two. What actor would you get to play that uh, character? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, it has to be someone from from some kind of action, like action movie, ac- action genre. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, I was just watching uh, a few days ago Top Gun Maverick, so Tom Cruise pops into my head, and I think he could be quite funny in the role. So, yeah, let's, let's go with Tom Cruise. That's great. All right, so joining our cinematic universe, we've got uh, Baki being played by Tom Cruise, and now Jay Guevara will also be played by Tom Cruise. So I think this makes sense. We've already got him. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> I would love to see that uh, double. Uh, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen in the, the next Mission Impossible. That uh, he he's gotten so tired of well, not so tired. He's now gotten so used to doing all of his own stunts. He's now decided just to get a stunt double as himself to do even more <laughs> more of his own stunts. Next he's, evolution. He just does everybody on set stunts. It's just like very clear that Tom Cruise is playing everybody. That'd be fun. Good selling point for the movie. All right. Um, let's jump into a fun episode. What I'm really interested, though, is it's been quite a while since your last episode. I think we were dealing with Dorian back then. And I, I don't know if any character from your episode is even in this one. So uh, what, what, what were you thinking when the episode started? Yeah, so it started off with uh, just a bunch of people, including uh, number two or, or Guerva, as I think, I think he's called, um, talking in, in, in a jail cell. Then they kept on referencing the other uh, main individual in this episode, the other hyper male, I guess you would say, the uh, unchanged, unchained, or Olivia. Um, but all when they, of when they kept yeah, on... like so, all so, of, uh, all... yeah, yeah, Olivia is um, uh, a slightly different name. No, no, not a hyper male name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Mister Unchained there. Um, but the the fact that they uh, they referenced him as in the prison, um, but then when they f- actually went to his uh, point of view and, and I saw his room, I, I, I honestly couldn't couldn't believe it that 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 was actually a prison cell. Man, if that's what prison life is like for him, why would he ever feel the need to atone or repent for what he's done? Well, repent and atone simply aren't words that he'd ever really think to concern himself with. Um, seemed to be quite quite the fashionable. Uh, fashionable rent setup for him you know he must, he must have gone in the first class room for sure 
Yeah, it's a nice place. Um, well, that's the fun thing with Mr. Oliver is that he is uh, the world's freest man, even though he is a prisoner and he does live in um, the Arizona State Prison. Um, but he, he's got a nice setup. I wouldn't mind trading places with him. You know what? When all the characters were, were saying that to uh, to, uh, to number two about how oh yeah the the prison's not that bad, I was I was struck by a. Uh, memory of when in in the office uh michael's character is uh convinced that a uh, prison's a better place to be than uh than the office workplace so maybe maybe it's a, it's a similar similar vibe for them in, in prison that they that there's somehow been uh stockholm syndromed into to thinking it's better than it is you know man i'd, I'd love if prison mike dropped by uh, in a cameo in this prison yeah oh and you you my friend would be the bell of the ball don't drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. Michael, please. Stop making kissy faces. There no, no Dementors flying all over the place here, unfortunately. <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be too out of place. Um, yeah. So yeah, so, so we have a, the initial conversation. Jay Guevara is talking to his roomies, um, Sans Baki, um, about it seems like Mr. Oliver has a girlfriend who lives in the prison with him. What? They're living together? That's right. You see, Mr. Oliver lives with his girlfriend right here inside the prison. They don't think that she's even real, but uh, Oliver actually is getting all gussied up to go talk to her. Um, were you excited that there was actually going to be a woman in the episode? <laughs> you know, I, I think that is based on my uh, all of the uh, experiences watching... Uh, Baki, that there that there actually was uh, yeah a female character in the episode, especially given again the the title's name suggesting only uh, hyper males in this episode were were going to be uh, shown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know it did it did strike me as as kind of uh, a bit surprising. I I thought before before the big reveal that uh, you know I, I that uh, me along with all the other prison mates that we. Uh, uh, that that this uh, this imaginary uh, girlfriend uh, d- d- was was just that imaginary and didn't exist. To be completely honest with you, we've all sort of come to the same conclusion as you have. But if even a rumor were to get out about us thinking that way, then all four thousand of us would be strangled to death. Right, but we do we do get a little scene. Um, Oliver has put on um, a tuxedo that I have to imagine was custom made. Um, as it, the way that it tightens around his, uh, <laughs> the way that his pecs are about eight times larger than his waist. Um, yeah, you was, don't get that at big and tall, do you? No, <laughs> no. Um, but he's wearing a beautiful tux. He's got about a hundred roses that he's carried in, and it appears that he's cleaned off his handkerchief that um, Jay Guevara spat in last episode. Oh, so I do have to say on the uh, on his. Um... Dressed the, the way he dressed up, uh, the way he applied the cologne to his face. I'm not sure if that's really how one does it. I I I, I don't really wear it myself, but I it seemed like you just wanted to put it like directly on his almost in his eyes. Really, I thought I don't know that's a hyper male move, putting it directly into your eyes and not letting it make you cry. Like I I, I respect that. Yeah, no, I I think that makes sense. Like a lot of people, you know they they get all hung up on the vision part of the eyes like you know people like to look at your eyes but if you really want to impress your girlfriend if your eyes smell good um and they somehow don't get irritated by pouring cologne on them 
Um, it's a little, it's a little one-up trick you can use. Um, what, what did you think of uh, Maria from our first interaction before we got a chance to see her? Maria, how are you feeling on this magnificent day, huh, honey? You are just so incompetent, useless. You're a loser. Because the whole first scene with Maria, we just see um, her mouth. Yeah, you know, I I, I thought that um, again that maybe throughout this episode they were they were playing a trick on their viewers and that this character I know that they interacted in some ways with uh, with uh, Mister um, Unchained, um, so they must have existed. But I, you know, I, up until we actually saw her in, in, in her entirety, I I wasn't actually sure still if she was she was like a, a fully real woman you know if or maybe just just like a poster or something he was imagining or if it was all just inside his head um it, so it I, I, kept, I kept on being uncertain about kind of where it was going with it it would be a great episode to pull like a fight club because like they literally have a fight club um <laughs> for the remainder of the episode like it would, it would be that's true I, I i do i do enjoy a good uh you know, main character hallucinates the other main main character uh, plot twist. I'm not sure if you've seen them all. I, I, you know, I was gonna give a spoiler for a TV show, but I, you know, man, in case your viewers are listening, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. In case my viewers are listening, they're probably not. Just <laughs> <laughs> zoning out. You, see, like you say that. You see that. Apparently, my uh, my sister. Uh, showed my parents this and then they brought it up to me like a few months ago <laughs> they're like why did you ever show this to us <laughs> and, I was, and i and i said did you listen to it and they said yes and i said well that's why i didn't show it to you no they're, they're, they, did, they, did, they did like it though. they did send their 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 compliments your way yes yeah, amazing guess, that's a reminder to every yeah. listener make sure you're forwarding this to your parents um they need to they need to know the good uh, the good baki news as well um anyway this 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 came up by the way um uh, as a result of uh when we were at trivia and you're uh, and i mentioned the the just quick story to my parents that you're uh instagram instagram account name the the baki talking one had come up for the for the prize that that evening um and, and then that got us into a conversation and that and they, that's how they found out about my my appearance on the episode so you know that 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 great shout out by the drake really uh has really led to some uh, great numbers new uh, new viewership numbers oh yeah of course that's my that's honestly my biggest networking channel is entering prizes with my instagram handle and then when i win they have to announce it out loud so everybody goes oh what's what's baki taki maybe i'll download that um so yeah so we we had a scene we've seen that oliver um he he tried to talk to maria maria uh, yeah his, his girlfriend's maria um maria was very mean to him um, threw a cigarette at him, threw a pillow at him, threw flowers, threw a jar of whiskey, I think, then threw a glass. Oliver, of course, being a hyper male, didn't even flinch or bleed or anything like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he really, he really took it, took the uh, the abuse quite well, you know. 
Um, I was I was just thinking to myself, man, she must be a great, uh, great lady if she's uh, if he's putting up with this uh, this sort of uh, abuse. No, um, no, he... Marcus, no, don't, don't, don't think that. Don't, don't think she must be a great lady because she's abusing him so much. Yeah, fair enough. The um, oh uh, but I mean, he seemed to be okay with it all, you know. So whatever, whatever works for them, I guess. It is true. It is true. And oh my god, he he was more than okay. She said she called him darling at one point, and uh, what? How did he phrase it? Oh, darling. Wait, 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 wait! You called me darling. Darling? No, it's entirely too stimulating. Yeah, that that that's 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 a new one. I've, um, I've I've never heard that one before, to be honest. But uh, yeah, good good. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're the odd one out here, Marcus. If 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 my if my wife says, uh, "Honey, darling," uh, I, I'll just melt. Just it's entirely too stimulating. She has, she has a. Yeah, she has a pre-approved list of neutral words that she can call me. Um, <laughs> person, dude, man. Hypermail. Hypermail is uh, not on the list, unfortunately. Uh, hyper is on the list. One day. Non-hypermail is. That one's allowed. <laughs> it's also, it. The more the more we say it, like, it's funny, like, it, I didn't f- find the term weird at first, but like I've, it, it, I'm realizing like I've never heard the term hypermail used before in anything. I mean, on, on, on online and stuff, you'd see like alpha male and sigma male, right, and all that, uh, yeah, that stuff, right. But uh, Hyper- maybe maybe above maybe above uh, sigma male is hypermail. Hypermail just makes yeah. you think of like hyperthyroid, like. <laughs> yeah, maybe they all have thyroid problems. They need to they have some goiters. They need to get removed. That would explain their physiques. Um, yeah, it really would. All right. So, so moving back to the other side of the fight, uh, Jay Guevara, in preparation for the fight, um, he doesn't have a girlfriend to go talk to. Instead, he has a little jar that he carries around with him. I, I really enjoyed the jar. Um, Marcus, do you want to explain the, the story behind this thing? I, you know, I actually I, I couldn't follow. I wasn't sure. All, all, like, uh, the... I, I was watching and all I understood is that there was some little boy who was at a shipwreck or just a lot of like a lot of um, abandoned ships and so forth on a beach and the little boy said to uh, to Guerva, this this has my courage in it but but that that's all I could 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 get from this um, all right let me let, I'll, I, I can fill in I can fill in some of the details Um so, do you know who Jay Guevara is based on? Uh, I just don't guess Jay Guevara. The yeah, Jay Guevara, the yeah. Cuban revolutionary. Um, yeah. So Jay Guevara is the is is Jay Guevara if he was Japanese and also more of a pirate. Um, so he used to live on an island that isn't Cuba, but also is basically Cuba for all intents and purposes. Um, and their island was once hit with a hurricane. And this this little boy on the island, who I believe was described as like the lamest kid on the island, up there is where you filled that jar. Mm-hmm. Last night, all night long, in a spot like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, kid, they say you're the biggest weakling on this whole island. 
um, he ran up to the top of a hill during a hurricane and held the jar up so that it collected the hurricane. Um, I, I, I have to say, I didn't hear this in the, in the Hamilton song. <laughs> yeah, no, that would... Imagine if that was how he did the duel with, like... That's why he lost the duel at the end. Is the other guy shot him, and he just opened a jar, hoping that a hurricane would come out of it. Aaron Byrne could never have uh, seen it coming. Yeah. Editor Steve. Man, I've been thinking about this ever since I started editing the episode. Just the comparison of Jay Guevara to Alexander Hamilton. It's it's a pretty good comparison, honestly. And if I ever make another AMV for Boggy, you can bet that that's going to be what it will be. Um, and it, it just makes me think how... Hamilton was seen as this, like, way to make history cool, you know, like, you could bring your class, like, to go learn about history, see it through a new lens, learn about Alexander Hamilton, and it's cool, and it sort of makes me think that Baki is gonna be, like, the next generation, when they're bored, they're tired of the president doing, like, hip-hop songs, they're gonna be like, oh, what if Jay Guevara was actually Japanese and a prisoner and he fought and kidnapped George Bush? Like, I think that's going to be how kids of the future learn history. Um, anyway, just a little tangent. Um, but yeah, so, so Jay Guevara's uh, secret weapon is a, a, a jar full of wind. Um, and one of the things I most enjoyed in this episode is even, even in the fantastical world of Baki, like it's implied that this is just a jar that does nothing when you open it. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it kind of reminded me a bit of like of in, uh, in Space Jam with a micro, uh, Michael's uh, secret, uh, secret water, you know, that was just, yeah. just cool water, but, all, but all, the, all the Looney Tune characters were convinced, you know, it's, it's the power of thought more than anything i think i think that's the the moral of this fight and this story yeah i believe that i i, I agree that this is basically michael jordan's um looney tune juice are you getting discord messages am i i don't know yeah, I keep serious, hearing like a... editor steve long story short yes it, it was marcus's discord this I, I assume it was you because you're you're the the big Discord. Member. I'm the big Discord guy. Yeah. Okay, I think I've I think I've muted. The hyper Discord guy. All right. Um. So the day of the big fight arrives, and um, all four thousand prisoners are out in the yard. Um. All of the guards have decided that they don't. I, 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 I have to I have to say I appreciate how, along with the jail being arranged in a pentagon formation, the 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 prisoners themselves were also arranged. In that perfect formation, um, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, good choreography. Yeah, say what you will about the prisoners, but you know they they're a very well organized bunch. I I love the 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 part about this where the it was like they stated it a few times that the guards didn't even care what was going on because not because nobody could escape, but because nobody would want to escape because this fight was going to be so good. No one would try to escape today. Well, let me just answer your question this way. Even if one of the prisoners did try to escape during all this, I still wouldn't take a single step away. Uh, I'll just pretend I didn't hear that. Wouldn't this but, be like you know, the that, perfect that would opportunity? Be the perfect, yeah, it would yeah. be. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, if you ever saw the... Uh, 
the show Prison Break. I mean, this would have been much easier for them if they just left uh, left at this point. No, I, I, I like to imagine that they would have been like, well, what if we break out on this day? Ah, never mind. I can't. I can't miss this fight. <laughs> I can't. I'll just come home another day. Um, so yeah, so so Jay Guevara comes out first. He's rocking the. Uh, he, he's wearing his prison jumpsuit over his shoulders. It's a cool look. Um, and then out comes Oliver with uh, what? How to describe it? Um, a king size bed that he's carrying on his back. It's a bed. King size bed, no less. I think his girlfriend's on it. Um, yeah, you know, I was I was wondering why they had to uh, reference the, um, the the king size nature of the bed, but then upon seeing uh, Marie, I mean, then it was it was fairly obvious. So let's yeah let let's talk about the elephant in the room here. Um, Maria is real, um, and she is she's ginormous. Um, the I think yeah. the quote is, "At long last, there she was in front of them." The legendary girlfriend Maria. Once they finally saw her, all 4,000 inmates had the same thought. Later in life, when they were finally free and could tell the story of this day, how would they describe her to someone else? Despite their confusion, one thing was perfectly clear, and that was the term large wouldn't even come close to covering it. So maybe, Marcus, you can give a better description of Maria? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's... uh... If you ever seen those shows on on TLC, like the uh, the my my seven hundred pound life or so so whatever yep. it's called, I feel like basically that is the the closest you can uh, you can you can think in your head to to resemble what uh, what this character might look like. Um, I do I do have to say that I think the uh, the other prisoners were uh, quite smart, uh, holding their tongues so to speak, uh, so as to not uh, get absolutely uh, murdered by uh, <laughs> this man. I, I like the one who said something like what's she doing with you where it's like L- lucky oliver what's uh, like just going over the top to try and um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no and, and as someone who used to love watching uh, my 600 pound life um she she's probably closer to between 1000 and 1500 pounds um she'd be, yeah, she'd be... That, 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 that's a sequel in tlc yeah, well, they they don't like to. I don't know. My six hundred pound life is already a bummer show because about a third of the episodes just end with basically like an in memoriam. Um, a, th- a thousand pounds is uh, not would also not be great television. Anyway, on to the fun stuff. <laughs> Oliver uh, is still wearing his tuxedo from before, um, and in the coolest sequence of the episode, um, maybe the season, honestly he uh flexes and um manages to jump out of his clothes hey editor steve here i had some fun narrating last week so i'm gonna narrate oliver jumping out of his tux so it starts off he's in the prison courtyard and he just takes a big deep breath we can see that his tuxedo is bulging then he lifts his arms up now everything's bulging except his cufflinks which aren't actually set Okay, now he is ripped out of it, just sort of out of his back. Um, impressive, but the real fun part, he leaps into the air. He is now covering and eclipsing the sun, just his his muscular speedo body, and he finally wins. 
into like a Mr. Olympia pose, just standing there, big grin on his face. And we can see the tuxedo is still just standing there, ripped open, empty. The tuxedo's just standing there. Yeah. He's like some insect that just molted. Exactly. I do have to say also that uh, these, uh, the tailors for these these individuals must be out of this world to construct such a suit that, that breaks in such these perfect ways and then levitates, you know? Hats off to them. They must be out of this world and pissed um, because Oliver just jumped out of it for no reason. But maybe they maybe they have really good return business then, you know? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, he must. It's, it's, it's... Imagine how much money he spends on this. Yeah. Um, this is this is also the return, of course, of Oliver's um, famous speedo because um, he likes he, he's a bodybuilder. He's got to show off the whole body. Um, how, so I, I, I guess at this point we've we've talked about the jar. We've talked about Oliver. Um, now it gets to the fight. Um, how did they end up fighting, Marcus? Yeah, um, they uh, they do this um, interesting style fighting where i i forgot i forgot the name if, if you remember off the top of your head loser Steve. lose um, loser lose is a contest that was originally developed for duels between european nobles back in the 16th century loser lose yes thank you where they have to hold a handkerchief and essentially the first one to let go of the handkerchief loses while they pummel each other with their fists um you know i feel like they must have taken this if if you've seen the uh, the second Rocky movie, not the second the second new the second Creed movie, sorry, the the new Rocky, the, the eighth series. Rocky movie, the, the, the eighth Rocky, right? The sequel to the sequel to the sequel with uh, Michael B. Jordan, where in one of his training rounds he has to get very kind of toe to toe with one of his uh, practice opponents for the real fight by training in a uh, in a tire. So both. Uh, each each individual have to have one foot in this tire and then they just pummel each other to death or well, not death but uh, essentially just uh, for practice and I felt that this uh, loser lose game was was, was, a, was seemed to be a yeah very very some very similar take on that um, but then, man this 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 must be the strongest uh, bandana in the world I have to say um, <laughs> the, the the tensile strength that must have been underwent underwent on this this thing was was insane. It really was, and for no real reason. Like, like at, at some points in this, Oliver's, I don't know, I'm going to say 300 pounds of muscle are just fully being supported um, by his fingers holding on to um, a bandana. Like, it's, it's crazy. Also, also I, feel, I feel like the much better strategy here surely has to be just sort of whacking at the hand that holds the handkerchief, no? <laughs> just, 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 just start punching, right? Like, there's, there has yeah. to be some... Maybe just like maybe just grab man. his hand and try and pull his thumb back or something. Yeah, I mean, and then all of a sudden, uh, Olivia um, um, Oliver was uh, getting um, upset or upset, but maybe a bit offended that uh, Che decided to change his grip around. Oh hey, did you change up your grip a little bit? Clutching onto it that hard with both hands doesn't look too cool. And I don't know. I felt like. At the point at which you're already playing or fighting over a handkerchief to worry about how someone's grip is on it, I think is a bit kind of 
beneath the beneath the the the, the, uh, no, the panel I, to be honest. I I disagree. I I think that you have um, missed the point of lose or lose because this is a, a a game made by 16th century aristocrats and noblemen. This is a game where the lose if the if you are the loser you lose your honor so of course like you must hold the handkerchief in an honorable way and you shouldn't attack your opponent's hand because that is dishonorable like this is this is a gentleman's game like golf or um, polo or whatever <laughs> the two famous gentleman games i have to say though is that i was afraid to look it up as uh, as so uh in case my uh my 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 dream was was crushed here but is that the the true uh or, or, or origin of having pinkies out while you know drinking a cup of tea <laughs> so to speak i i'm afraid to to google it and have it be something completely different well, but it, but uh for the listeners the, the reason what they say is um it may seem completely meaningless at first glance but there's actually a purpose to holding one's pinky out like that it was a technique created to conserve spices, which were as valuable as precious metals at the time. And it was considered good manners to pinch the spices with the thumb and pinky. Which means that if their pinky got wet from a glass or something similar, it would end up picking up too much spice with each pinch. Holding the pinky out was a custom created to avoid bad manners. I, I'll let editor Steve confirm, but I think that's real. I think it makes sense. Um, I also think there's no reason that this was brought up in the episode. Um, so I feel like this was just a, a fact that um, Itagaki knew and felt like dropping in. But um, I like it. I think that makes sense. And it's a cool reason to keep your pinkies out. Yes, I, I am uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now on a, on a very trusty site called Southern Living, because apparently this is what they do in in the South, I guess. Right. Um, and they say that I'm just gonna keep this as is. I'm not gonna edit it out any pauses. We can we can <laughs> all experience this in real time. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reading it. And apparently, uh, someone here who's called Miss Manners believes this practice originated in the 17th century when China first brought tea to Europe. People sipped from handleless cups and, quote, anyone with sense kept as few fingers as possible in the hot cup, unquote. So, I don't, I don't like, know. I don't now, like that. Now, I don't now, like that solution. That sounds Now dumb. we have uh, conflicting, uh, conflicting stories here. I think we really need a deep dive into uh, what the true origin of these pinkies are and nah. where they belong. No, Miss Manners can kiss my ass. Like <laughs> this is not this is not a Southern Living podcast. I'm I'm going with uh, with the author on this one. Uh, fair enough. Um, and then uh, then to, then to finish off this this lose lose game, um, <laughs> the uh, Che clearly has the uh, most coarse uh, beard hairs on the planet. He needs he needs to moisturize, is my my note, um, and simply them off his uh, his neck mm -hmm. uh, and shoots them uh, projectile like at um, at um, uh, uh, all Oliver. Oliver. And, yeah. and uh, I don't you know I was uh, it's it's left me on a cliffhanger you know as as I'm sure it intended. Yep, just uh, Jay, Jay of course did the classic Baki move, throwing a hair into someone's eye. 
Um, and that is literally how the episode ends. The hair is about to strike the iris of Oliva. I, I, I do just want to bring this up for you, Marcus. Just um, They did foreshadow, of course, Jay Guevara's hair. In um, a previous fight, he managed to um, uh, pull uh, three hairs off of his beard, twist them into a little spear, stick it in somebody's ear, and then hook the hairs around the inner ear and then pull it and crush the guy's ear canal. Um, so, uh, oh, then they're at least being consistent. You'd hate, you'd hate it to be otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Consistency is what matters. So that was, that was the episode. Um, it's it's sort of a fun one. It's it's uh, uh, well, I, I like it, but I, I more mean it's sort of a simple one. Like we're just uh, focused in on one fight and also learning a little bit about the English aristocracy of uh, the 16th century, um, aristocracy, I should say. My 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 big question for you, Marcus, because it's been probably like 30 episodes since you've been on. Do you think the show has gotten better or worse? I mean, I have to say that I I I've, I haven't learned as much about 16th century traditions um, as much as I had when I just saw that episode. So for, so from that perspective, I'd say definitely yes. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, um, you know, I'm 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 just I I, I need to know what happens next. Uh, it's hard to say without knowing how effective this this projectile of uh, beard hair is going to be. Do you think the show has gotten better or worse? So, so from that perspective, I'd say definitely yes. Okay, great, um, cool. Well, that concludes um, today's episode, um, and I will add in a plug right now. So, Editor Steve here. I uh, just wanted to congratulate and thank everybody for being a part of this podcast because we just hit our one-year anniversary. Uh, the first episodes of Baki Taki were recorded uh, about a year ago today, um, and uh, it's incredible how far uh, everything's come. Uh, in some respects, in some respects, we're the exact same as it was originally. <laughs> But uh, we only have about six episodes left until they make new Baki, and um, I have some big plans. I'm going to try and make each one um, must-listen podcasting. Yeah, it, it, it's just going to be exciting. Um, I, I haven't asked for this in quite a while because, um, you know, diminishing returns and such. But if you were ever thinking about leaving a review or subscribing to the podcast, um, I think it'd be fun to make one final push um, in the ratings before uh, we finish. I think we made the 25th highest anime podcast in Canada, 21st in Russia. So um, <laughs> if you want to um, help out or, you know, share the podcast wherever you think people might enjoy it, uh, I think this is the opportunity because I, I think the next few episodes are going to be uh, real good. Or I swing for the fences and they suck, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, also, I'm trying to answer any fan questions from uh, the Spotify, so if you guys want me to answer, just ask them there. But uh, there was one this week that was basically asking, how would the uh, death row inmates and the people who fought them rank in the uh, prison ranking system that we have now? And at first I was like, this is ridiculous. There's so How am I going to rank them out of 4,000? But the, the real thing is there's, there's really only like four points on this uh, scale there's the 4,000 random dudes we know Mike Tyson is around 10th and we know Che Guevara and Oliver are in second um, I don't think any of the death row inmates would um, be above Che Guevara 
so I'm going to put them all in third. And I don't think any of the good guys uh, would be above Jay Guevara either. So actually, we'll put them third and the bad guys uh, in fourth, with the exception that I don't want to rank Baki for spoiler reasons. And I'm going to put Retsu above Jay Guevara, because I think he would win. I think, and maybe Dopo. Yeah, let's do that. It's not a very defendable position, but whatever. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on the show, Marcus. Um, thanks, uh, especially with the time gap. Um, and I will let you uh, go off to sleep. That's all the Baki we've got to talkie. See you all next week. Right